The Coast of Connor has made the trip down south and today we are bringing you this episode from Blackpool. Now that might give you a hint about what this episode's going to be about. We're here at the Pleasure Beach and we're going to be telling you all the ways to have the best day here at the Pleasure Beach. Welcome to the Coaster Corner and this is our tips and tricks for the Pleasure Beach. Before we get into today's episode, I'm going to talk about what it's been like on the park today. For reference, it's Monday the 17th of May. The park's been very quiet and most of the rides have been walk-on with very little queues, which is great. The weather has been fab, especially for Blackpool, because we know what that's all like. So far, our ride count of the day has been Ice Blast once, Derby Racers once, Fly Machines once, Big Dipper once, been on Icon twice, The Big One twice, Skyforce twice, Avalanche once, Revolution once, Steeplechase once, River Caves once, Ghost Trains once, and Alice once. Hopefully we'll get in some more rides before the day comes to an end and with the park being this quiet, I don't have any doubt that we will. I'm going to give you a quick wee rundown of some of the rides and how they've been running today before we get into the tips and tricks. I'll start off with Infusion. Now I might be a bit of a madman for actively picking the back row on Infusion. This thing is known for its headbanging rides but to my surprise it was smoother than previous seasons. Don't get me wrong it's still rough around the edges but I could see that improvement which is nice to see as Infusion is some people's least favourite and could potentially be a contender for removal if the Pleasure Beach wanted to get something new in. The Big Dipper was also surprisingly smooth. The first two hills were like gliding over ice and on the ride I verbally said wow that was smooth to my friend and then I was hit by the rough bit that the PB maintenance team hadn't worked on over lockdown but for being nearly a hundred euros the Big Dipper is still a fun ride. The other Woody that's getting a bit rough around the edges was the Grand National. We didn't get to ride it as when we got round to it the gates were shut and we walked round to see the train stuck just under that winning post before the station. After speaking to another guest who was on the ride they said that it didn't quite make it up the hill and roll back before the catch and brakes caught it. Then we watched the team shove the train back into the station to watch does not look like an easy job. Icon was an experience with the new seatbelts and to be honest it was much the same. I just felt like there was a tiny little bit less airtime on that first hill but there's still plenty of it so there's no need to worry. Personally I feel like the seatbelts weren't needed but it was something that the manufacturer Mac had decided to add to most of their coasters. Icon's restraints give you so much freedom and it has slowed down dispatch times a bit which is no fault to the Icon team. It's just another thing that they need to check before dispatching the trains. The big one was flying round the track and those new sections where it's been retracked are super smooth, especially the tunnel before the final break run. I'm looking forward to Pleasure Beach retracking more of the big one and it's also great to see them prolonging the life of this classic. Now moving on to our tips and tricks for the Pleasure Beach. I will be running through a couple of the ones that we use when we visit and the ones that are going to help you make the best of your day at the park. The first tip we have is picking a strategic day to go. While doing your research you may notice that parks websites offer advice on best days to go and in general weekdays are going to be less crowded while Saturdays are often the busiest. I'd also suggest that you check if there's any holidays on when you're planning to go such as school holidays, public holidays etc. This means that you're going to have a quiet park and no huge queues and no massive crowds. You want to start your day off by doing the rides that have a low capacity. What this means is doing the rides that only offer a one train operation or have limited seating on the rides. This tends to be flat rides or coasters that can only operate with one train on the track. So if you want to work your way around the park doing rides such as Ice Blast, Nickelodeon Streak, Revolution and Skyforce. Also, while you're at Revolution, I do suggest doing Avalanche as well, as the queue tends to move a lot slower on that one than other rides, even when they have that multiple train op. We do this because most people tend to run to the big rides first, such as Icon or the big one, because they think they're going to get the biggest queues, 
However, they may get big queues but they will move a lot quicker than something like the Revolution as they can have up to a 3 train op, but doing the 1 train op rides first gets them out the way and you don't need to go back to them later when it's that huge queue that moves slow. We also say you don't need to start at the back of the park. This is in particular for the Pleasure Beach. A lot of people do tend to start at the back of the park and work their way at the front. However, at Pleasure Beach, if you are in the park for the thrill rides, most of them are in that second half anyway. In the first half you have Ice Blast Valhalla and Grand National, whereas in the second half you have Big Dipper, Infusion, Nickelodeon Streak, Avalanche, Revolution, Icon, Big One, all those kind of rides. You're going to spend most of your time in the second half of the park. As we've said before, we suggest doing those low capacity rides first. And at the Pleasure Beach doesn't have a massive footprint, it's a 42 acre park, so it's quite easy to go from the front to the back throughout the day. Always leave the bigger rides till later in the day. This isn't something everybody thinks of, but leaving rides such as Icon the Big One or any of the coasters till later in the day and do the other rides first, as the big thrill rides run better once I've had time to warm up. You're going to get a much better ride experience in the afternoon than first thing in the morning. These rides tend to be a bit sluggish in the first few runs of the day as the wheels and track are both cold from not running all night. Weather can also affect this, so when it's warm the rides will run a lot faster and we've seen this recently with the big one. It was absolutely flying around the track and nearly overshooting the brake run so they had to close it down for a wee while, let everything kind of cool down, sort itself out and the maintenance team again worked on the ride and we managed to get back open. Another thing with the big one is wind can affect this ride, so if it's too windy up the top, remember you're 235 foot up in the air, it can be a lot windier up there than down on the ground. The wind does make this ride close, so bear this in mind for when you go, if it is going to be a windy rainy day, prepare yourself for the big one potentially being shut. Due to Covid, the park's ticketing system looks a little bit different this season. Last year they did introduce to us these new e-tickets which were replacing the wristband. But again, they brought this in for this season and what we say is be prepared with your new e-ticket. Again, due to Covid, the Pleasure Beach has brought in the e-tickets. This is where you get a QR code on your phone and that is your ticket for entry. It's basically a replacement for the wristbands that we're also used to. They're also used at the entry points to the ride. You scan your QR code and that lets you through the barrier. We always say activate before you arrive. It means you're going to get into the park quicker and you're not going to have to faff around with your emails trying to like activate your ticket. It's definitely better doing it as soon as you get your booking reference through. You don't have to do it when you get to the park, you can do it a few nights before or just when you book it in general. One of the big concerns for the tickets was phones running out of battery. Now we know what phone batteries are like, they do tend to not be the best but we definitely say bring a power bank for your phone you will be using it all day and as i said the phones are going to run down you need your qr code to get on the rides and pleasure beach have also brought in battery packs that you can purchase there's also ones that you can rent as well and they've got different ways of kind of keeping your phone charged another way to keep the battery in your phone is actually by screenshotting your e-ticket and making it your lock screen that means you just have to like turn on your phone you don't have to faff find the QR code, it's there on your lock screen. And if you have an Apple Watch, you can actually add it to your Apple Wallet and then that's going to come up on your watch or again you can screenshot it and make it your watch face. It's just a lot easier than having to go through your phone and find that e-ticket. Over the last couple of days, the Pleasure Beach have actually come out and said 
look if you want to print off your e-ticket you can do that and I know a lot of people aren't keen on taking their phones on the ride and that means you can leave them with a non-rider however if you do have to take your phone on the ride most of the rides have places where you can put your things in the stations it's like little cubby holes in most of them icons is pretty fancy depending on what train you go in the little um, gates that are on them basically flip up so whoever's on that train it's their stuff that's showing which is quite handy because then you can't like mistakenly take the wrong bag you're going to get your own bag back I will say the ones that don't offer this are the older ones like the wooden roller coasters so if you've got a bag the best thing to do on things like Grand National, Nick Streak, um, Big Dipper is just putting your bag at your feet and if it's one that has got straps I would suggest kind of just putting the straps over your legs it's just a good way to keep it secure if all else fails you can always go to guest services and ask for a wristband you can do this if you've lost or damaged your phone or definitely have no way of charging it they will offer this to you as a last resort definitely 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 bring lots of face masks due to covid the rules are you must wear a face mask if you're indoors in the ride queues or on the rides themselves which is quite an experience but it's not as bad as you'd think. I definitely would suggest bringing multiple face masks so you're going to, need to wear them throughout the day and this means that you can change them as kind of frequently as you want and you aren't left without one face mask for the full day. Pleasure Beach are also selling some pretty cool face masks. I've picked up a couple today. I got a big one one, an icon and a Mr Funshine one. So the face masks at the Pleasure Beach are quite a good quality and again you can pick those up in the shops at the Pleasure Beach. If you're travelling by car like we did today, the question is always, where are we going to park? So you can always park at the Pleasure Beach. Their, par their car parks are right next to the park. It's a short walk. However, it can be a bit on the expensive side, especially at the weekends. When we went today, we walked past the sign and I think it said £18 for all day. Which, again, if you want to park your car there, you can do that. We decided to park at actually one of the council run car parks which was near the Pleasure Beach. Pretty sure the one we parked in today was called the Promenade. Um, it's basically just across the road from the Pleasure Beach and we paid £8 for 12 hours which isn't too bad when you look at something like the Pleasure Beach. As I said it's across the road from the Pleasure Beach and it's located next to the Sandcastle Water Park. So it's super close you just have to go across the road which is really handy. And again, £8 versus 18 it was a lot cheaper than the Pleasure Beaches was. If you're planning of heading to Blackpool for a few days, and again, are planning to go to Pleasure Beach, it's definitely easier to stay near the park. After a long day of coaster riding, it's good to have that hotel right next to the park. The options for this are either staying at the Big Blue Hotel or the new Boulevard Hotel. And this also means that you can use the gates beside these hotels, which makes it a lot easier for getting into the park. And you can also catch the last Pleasure Beach Express train of the day that will take you at the platform right at the hotel gates. This leaves from the station 20 minutes before the park shuts. These hotels also have parking and offer great views of the park. They are a little bit pricier than something say like travel lodge or a bed and breakfast but it's really handy having that hotel close by. This will be more for the 2022 season However, it's good to keep in mind, and I would always bring us pretty close. Pleasure Beach is one of the best dark water rides in the world, but boy, 
When you come out of Valhalla, it looks like you've gone for a swim in the sea and left your clothes on. It's probably the wettest I've gotten any water ride and being in Blackpool it can get chilly real quick. Valhalla unfortunately is currently standing but not operating as it is getting a renovation for the 2022 season. It was meant to open this year but due to Covid they've had to push it back a year which is a real shame because Valhalla did turn 20 this year. But when it reopens I will be bringing that spare change of clothes so I can get on it. Because Boy, when I say you get wet, you are soaking when you come off this ride. I don't really know how they do it, but I always have vivid memories of being on Valhalla and it was like you were actually in a swimming pool. There was so much water <laughs> in the bottom of the boats, which I think is one of the things they're trying to improve on in this renovation. But you were <laughs> like basically in the water. That's how much water was in the boats in Valhalla. Your shoes were soaking, you were soaking. Just always bring a spare pair of clothes, especially for Pleasure Beach, because it could either rain, you could go in the log flumes and get soaking. I know a couple of times people have got quite wet on river caves, which is surprising. And Valhalla, when it reopens, if you're going to go on it, you're going to get soaked, even if you wear a poncho. There's no beating around that. For the Grand National, when all the rules are available, once COVID restrictions allow, I would always suggest sitting in the middle of the cars. So on the Nash, it consists of a train with three cars and each car has four rows. If you sit in the middle two rows of each car, you're going to have a much smoother ride experience as the front and last row of each car. They are above the wheels, so this is a much rougher ride experience. Also, I suggest you keep an eye out for the closing times changing during the day as the Pleasure Beach can change the closing time. If a 5pm shot is advertised, they can change it to a 4.30 shot if the park's capacity is low enough. On the switch, they can also keep it open for that hour longer if the park is busy enough. You will find this on the entrance to the rides as they have the opening and closing time of each ride. But remember, if you are in that queue before the closing time, you will still get in the ride, they just shut the queues and you might end up on the last train of the day. Here are some of the general theme park tips that will work wherever you go. We always say make sure you know how tall your child is in metres. There is nothing worse than a child spotting a ride and you join the queue then realising they're too small. Plan ahead by measuring your child and check what rides they're able to join the park. You'll find this on their website and do this before you arrive. This means you're going to avoid that disappointment. Use the lockers. Nobody likes carrying bags around all day. The only thing you're going to really need to carry around is your phone, the battery pack, a small amount of cash and potentially a drink. However, you can get drinks throughout the Pleasure Beach. They have a food and drink deal on. Again, you can find out more about that on the Pleasure Beach's website. Well, there it is. That's all our tips and tricks to make the most out of your day at the Pleasure Beach. Once again, we've had a fantastic day here and can't wait to do our next trip. Thanks for listening and I hope to see you next time on the Coaster Corner.